Tea Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. Hey guys, I am really excited to see y'all and I, I missed getting to play last week. How's everyone doing? Now I'm in my feels because you missed us. You guys are tipping over the acquaintance colleague level and getting into friends now. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the friend zone, if you will. If Brian had a button just for his life where he could just spontaneously click unfriend, uh, I think I think that <laughs> That sounds about right. Very appropriate. Also, uh I'm Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Ooh. Yeah, you are. Hello, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um hello, my name is Brandon Lindsay and I play Cecil McNamara. Um, Cecil's biggest pet peeve, I don't know, if you go in for a fist bump, you gotta know what you're going for ahead of time, you can't half-ass it, especially, like, all the guys on the baseball team, every single time I go in for a fist bump, like, half of them don't dap me up, and that kind of <laughs> rubs me the wrong way, but you know what, we're working on that. So it's not like going in for a fist bump and not committing, it's Cecil giving out a fist bump and nobody responding to him? <laughs> Yes. So I am I am curious, although we're obviously on an audio platform, but describe what well, what is Cecil's ideal fist bump? Ooh. Well, okay, first off, one of the most important steps to a, to a proper fist bump or any sort of, you know, whenever you're trying to dap someone up, you got to moisturize, okay? Um Oh god. Take some time to you have to use lotion otherwise I don't want to dap up a, a scaly hand. No, get that get that shit out of here. No, that's just got to be soft and take care of your body. Take care of your skin. Your skin will take care of you. Um, okay, so like who I, wants to go I, next? I feel like I've gotten. <laughs> who wants to go next? Let's uh, let's let's keep this train rolling. My name is Danielle Grisco. I play Brian Tolkien in in this world. Fun. Well, little fact about Brian's childhood. Brian has never had a pet. Um, in his entire oh. life, he grew up without any animals in the household. He's not quite sure if he ever got a pet, if he would just totally fuck it up and it would never, like, he would train it wrong or something. And But there's always a part of him that ha- really enjoys stray cats. Oh. If he's, like, walking to school in the morning and, like, passes by an alleyway and there's a stray cat there, there's always just, like, a little piece of his heart that's, like... Could have been a friend, and then he just keeps going. Oh, that's so <gasps> oh my god! He's not entirely devoid of empathy. <laughs> no, but the thing—the best thing cats. about stray cats—is like he can't fuck them up. They take care of themselves. They totally don't care that he exists. So there's really nothing to lose. Mm. And they're oh, never mind. You know, all the fun, it's, none it's of the a, responsibility. It's a strategy move. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm Andy Dinehart. I play Victoria Hightower, and I think Victoria. Um, Definitely resonates with that as well. Don't think she's ever had any pets because her mom wouldn't let her. Aww. Her mom is incredibly nitpicky and controlling and was like, we don't need another mouth to feed. Um, she's not the touchy-feely kind of mom. So she probably was like, what's the point of having like a dog or a cat? <laughs> Victoria has always wanted a pet, but she's always wanted something very specific, and so it's it's like a pipe dream in the far off distance that someday she'll have a pet because her mom never let her. One of those days. Yeah, one of those days. <laughs> um, I'm Jackson Pounds. I play James Malden, and James's favorite animal is a lion because he used to watch 
uh, National Geographic about lions and hyenas with his grandpa growing up. All right. Aww. That's nice. <laughs> what? Why are you so wholesome? Just a tender fact. I wanted to get away from the the, the fact that people haven't had pets and parents <laughs> are shitty and. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just life, man. You can't get away from life. No wonder our group is so dysfunctional. <laughs> Truly. And uh, my name's Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's DM. Uh, fun fact about me, my math teacher in, I think it was 10th grade, was always really annoyed with me because that was the year that we got iPads. And so I would spend all the time in math class just reading manga at my seat. And my teacher would get really upset with me. He's like, why aren't you paying attention? But then I would do okay on tests and everything anyway. I don't know why I always assumed that you were the teacher's pet, but I deeply enjoy knowing that there was a part of you that was not. (laughs) I just, I didn't like math. Math was just boring to me. So I was like, why not read some One Piece instead? (laughs) (laughs) Your priorities were. Those are the only two, math or One Piece. Riley, you read it. I didn't read it, but 10th grade year, I definitely drew it. But I never actually read what? it. What? Yeah. Fun fact. Oh my god. Andy. Very fun. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <This is> a face. <laughs> Incredible. Last time on D Hall and Dragons, our band of misfits met Rufus Whifflepuff, the local wizard, and his intern Frederick. They stopped in for tea and chatted in Rufus's fascinating, albeit extremely messy, home. After talking for a bit, they came to the realization that Mr. Whifflepuff was getting on in years and having some trouble with his memory. It wasn't all quite there, and he proved to be unable to completely help them in their quest to get back home or learn exactly what was going on with their situation. Frederick suggested that they lend a hand with a potion he's been working on to help Rufus regain some of his cognizance back. He said he was in need of four jackalware eyes. After studying what exactly a jackalware was, the students agreed and went back to grab their van, heading to a nearby forest that Frederick said a pack of jackalwares had been spotted at recently. He stated that local livestock had been going missing from time to time. The students set up camp and got a bit of downtime, spent a bit of time chatting with each other, uh, before getting some sleep and setting off to search for some jackalwares at night. So, you guys are all uh, asleep in the van, and you kind of wake up after your long rest. And uh, you wake up to the sound of some knocking on the metal of the van. As your eyes are coming open, you can see a bit of light coming from the sides of the window. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? Who is making that noise? I thought thought James or someone had, like, woken up early and went out to go pee or something. I'm going to canonically establish that Brian can sleep through a lot of noise. And he's also, (laughs) he's got his his sleep covers on <laughs> we established in the last episode so brian's brian's asleep 100 percent out of it yeah he's still asleep brian 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 wake up victoria is gonna like kick the top bunk because she knows uh james is up there james hmm what can you can you see someone's like knocking on the van uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um james is gonna hop down from the bunk and take out his bow but he's gonna look out the the driver's side window to see to peer around to see if he can hello uh hello um hello? as you poke your head out you see a um you see a tired gaunt looking man 
with long brown hair and a stubble covered face. And he's wearing an eye patch. His clothes are pretty old. They're obviously carrying some wear and tear uh, with a few loose strings and holes dotting his robes. Um, and he looks very nervous outside of y'all's metal beast looking thing. Uh, and he's holding a torch in his hand. Uh, excuse me. Hello? Hey, guys. Um, there's a old pirate wizard thing outside of our van. Is it a pirate or a wizard? He has an eye patch and he has a robe. Uh, so pirate? I, yeah. Brian! <laughs> Brian, are you still asleep? Brian peels off his his eye cover, <laughs> throws the covers down, and then sits up on his bunk and says, take his eye before he asks any questions. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, James, ask him what he wants. Okay. James rolls down the window slightly. Is it like a manual crank? Is it a yes, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> just... Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. As the glass moves down, the guy kind of jumps back. Was not quite expecting that. Um, uh, sorry. Um, my name's Jacob. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, uh... I, uh... I love hearing Daniel's laughter in the background, like, through the Doppler effect. I'm I'm a local farmer. Um, my, uh, my son was playing a few nights ago, and the next thing I knew, he didn't come back home. It seemed to be some kind of scuffle, um, and after talking with some of the other folks, I think it was probably the Jackalwares that took him. I came out here to try and get him back. Um, but then I saw this caught me a bit off guard on my way. I wasn't expecting to see a big hunk of metal outside of the forest, but was thinking it could possibly help me. Uh, as you can see, I'm only one old man. Can't really do a lot in the, in the realm of, uh, fighting off jackal wares. No one in the village wanted to help me. So. Okay. One, one moment. I'll speak to my. Piers, hey guys, so um, he, he lost his son and, and to the jackalwares. I think maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. Or four jackalwares with the four of us. Anyway, Cecil's going to throw on his backpack. I'm going to open the door and hop out. Wait, wait, what? Oh my god, there's more? <sighs> listen, buddy, I... The guy jumps back and his torch is kind of... Whoa, 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 Waving back hey, and forth. Hey, listen, buddy, calm down. Just a couple kids. Uh, there's no need to be freaked out about this. You lost your son? That that sucks, bro. Um, we can probably help. I mean, we're kind of, you know, <laughs> heroes, uh, adventurers, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, we can probably help. Find your, find your kid. Uh, I'm not exactly strapped for cash. Um, but, I mean, I can, I'm sure my wife and I can maybe scrape something together to compensate you guys we have a few silver laying around our house james comes up to cecil he says no 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 don't do that we'll help you yeah oh thanks thanks james yeah we're i mean we get it we kind of had a rough rough time of it so no sweat bro and he puts up a fist to fist bump him he daps you up yeah boy unfortunately his hands are not very moisturized son of a bitch (laughs) 
You get a bit of a scaly dap. I hate scaly daps. A scaly dap! <laughs> I, well, I mean, if, if you guys are going into the forest, I have a few extra torches here. Um, I don't know how what you guys have in the realm of light source or anything, but it is pretty dark in there. That'd be dope, bro. Yeah, give us some torches. Uh, I have something for you, my friend. I'm gonna oh. reach into my bag. I'm gonna like shuffle around for some of the toiletries that I have, and I have like hotel bottles of shampoo and stuff. I have a little bit of lotion. Oh my god! Here, put this on your hands. He squirts there out the entire bottle and just you... lathers himself up with it. <laughs> uh, so listen, Jacob. Um, you got a description of your kid? You can take down. I'm gonna take out like a small little notepad and. Take his statement. Uh, yeah, her her name's Rebecca. Oh, her daughter. Okay. I said son. Yeah, he did say son. Pretty sure he said son. Son, daughter. She has uh, long blonde hair. She's about five years old. Um, about the size of a normal five-year-old. She has a, a slight scar along the side of her cheek. Um, she was messing around in the kitchen one day and, you know, got a little bit too close to the knives. Um, but yeah, she was out playing, uh, I think it was about three nights ago, um, towards the evening and she was out in the yard and we were, my wife and I were in the kitchen cooking dinner and we heard a scuffle outside, um, some howls and we came out and there was some scattering of, of clothes that she was wearing at the time and her stuffed bear was left out on the porch. And um, we saw what looked like jackal tracks um, leading off away from the porch. Uh, wait right here, if you don't mind. One of my associates is going to finish collecting your statement. Hey, guys, can you get some more details out of this guy? I'm going to I'm gonna go do a quick check around, do a quick little, like, perimeter, 30 feet radius around the van, and I'm going to check okay. for tracks. Brian is... Um, secretly a little excited about the idea to play detective um, because like <laughs> that's his stuff Aww. so he, he gets out and he picks up the rest of the notebook and he says so where where is your wife right now? Uh, she's back at she's back at our home Brian writes it down and then, <laughs> and then he looks up he goes okay alright uh, anything else that you feel might be might be helpful for us and then while Brian asks that question he casts divine sense okay which allows me to detect any good or evil yeah. for anything that any location of any celestial fiend un or or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover uh yeah so as you're asking these questions you reach out with your seeming knowledge to uh to danger and a new uh attunement to this kind of world and what is around and you uh don't sense anything in the in the immediate vicinity do i see any tracks around the area uh roll a survival check okay as i'm going around i'm gonna say all right whoever's up there could really use some guidance right now that'd be really nice whoever's listening it could be i don't know there's like 50 of y'all all right, here we go. I'm going to guide myself. Okay. Um, and uh, in addition to your survival roll, another d20. Okay. <laughs> Natural one on that d20. Um, but for the but the, for the survival check, that's going to be 25. Okay. 
In addition, roll a d100 for me. Ah, oh, God. 23. 23. So as you're walking around on the outskirts of the perimeter, you do spot a few tracks with your survival check. They do appear to be jackal tracks or, or small dog tracks that are sort of on the perimeter but seem to be heading out into the woods. In addition, give me just a second. <laughs> so, In addition, Cecil drops dead. <laughs> as you're walking... You're reaching out with that with that guidance spell as well, and you're feeling that, but then you feel like a twitch in your connection with that magic, and you take uh, nine necrotic damage as inflict wounds shoots down and fires back at you. <coughs> uh, Cecil just like starts vomiting in the woods. You guys see Cecil walking around the outskirts, and you all all of a sudden just see him like flinch and keel over and start coughing. <coughs> Uh, are you guys all right? Did y'all feel that? No, don't feel anything. Oh, my back. Oh, God. Ow. I don't Brian is Brian is deeply overcome with anxiety. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, Jacob looks and, oh, God, and he runs over. Are, are you, are you, are you okay? Nope. How, how far away is Cecil from the van? He's like 30 feet right now. Okay, okay. And Jacob is like, oh my, oh my god. And he reaches in and he actually pulls out a healing potion that he had on him. Thank you so much. You're not looking too good. Here, uh, take take this. And he, he gives you a common healing potion. I'm just gonna down that bad boy. Cool. Six points. That, that was uh, <laughs> strange. Uh, but I, it oh. looks like you found some tracks. It looks like there might have, they might have stopped by here themselves but do you have any by chance do you have any sort of combat prowess uh, of? yeah i mean <clears throat> a, a little bit i have this old this old sword and he pulls out a, a scimitar i reach up and i i put my hand around his neck grasping him by the back of the head oh we're gonna find your son daughter <laughs> thank you that means a lot i start limping back to the van <laughs> And Jacob is kind of standing over there with his torch and his sword closer to the, the woods entrance and waiting to see what you guys are going to do. Victoria's gotten all of her stuff together. She said she jumps out with her bow slung over her shoulder and everything. She's like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah, James does the same thing. Yeah, Brian does the same thing. And he's just he's just holding his his locker door. All right, cool. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't fit in the backpack. Uh, as you guys make your way over, he reaches into his pack and pulls out um, torches for you guys. Uh, here you go. Like I said, it's it's real dark in there, so you're definitely going to need some of these. And so you guys each have a torch as well. Brian is going to rip. There's So like on the backpack strap, there's like that extended like tailpiece from when yep. you tighten it. He's going to rip that off and he's going to fasten the torch to the locker door so that his shield carries the light. He still has a hand free. Nice. All right, cool. (laughs) That's very Dark Souls. I love it. (laughs) Make a survival check for me. Brian sets the entire forest on fire. (laughs) Natural one, we commit (laughs) eco-terrorism. As a nine. Yeah, it's it's pretty shaky. If you run too quickly, it might fall off. But it's it's hanging in there. Jacob, is it normal for 
jackals to take hostages? Uh, no, it's a bit out of the ordinary and a bit worrying. Follow-up question. Jackals are, are born, or can you turn into a, a jackal later in life? From what I know personally, they're, it, they're, it is kind of a born trait. It's not, you can't really be, like, infected, that kind of thing. Okay. Alternatively, it could be Maybelline. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. Can Victoria roll an insight check on Jacob? Sure. That's a nine. Yeah, he seems pretty earnest and pretty worried about what's going on. Alrighty. Are you guys going to make your way into the woods? Yeah, yeah I'm going to... is walking slightly ahead. Well, I was going to say, I saw the track, so, I mean, if we want to go two by two, I can kind of point out where the tracks were. And... You can point them out, and then I can walk. All right, I don't, I don't know why you're being snippy about it. Cecil says under his breath as he marches forward and tries to follow the first set of tracks. We don't need the buddy system, Cecil. <laughs> okay, so as you walk into the forest, trees seem to almost close in around you with these spindly branches and uh, tall leafy foliage blocking out the night sky. You hear the flutter of wings every now and then and the pattering of small feet along the ground, just typical small forest animals from what you can tell. After walking in a few yards, you're surrounded by darkness outside of the torchlight that you're holding. If we have dark vision, does that assist in any sort of way? Yeah, yeah, you can. So okay. yeah, you can. You can see. Um, I believe it's like sixty feet in. Yeah. Yeah. She spends very late nights on electronic devices, um, and so this has assisted <laughs> her in sneaking out of the house multiple times. And she's she's very adept ah. in darkness. Love it. Dark vision or curse of the blue light. Yes. <laughs> Before we get too far in, um, Jacob, are you, I mean, you, I mean, do you know where these jackalers might actually live? I mean, I'm assuming out here, but do you know, do, do you know if they live in like caves or is it sort of just like a. Um, typically, from what I remember uh, from the little bit that I know, um, they tend to set up almost camps. I mean, they are sort of like humans as well. So they do have that sort of tendency. From what I'm guessing, at this point, they probably aren't going to be super running around trying to like attack us or anything. I think it's probably going to be us trying to make our way through and, and find where this camp is. All right, all right. Cool, let's just try and go find this place. Cecil, are you okay? Why are you like... Yep, nope. I just got like a, I just need to drink some electrolytes or something. So maybe the jackalwares have like pickle juice or something. That'd be great. Brian's going to walk over to Cecil and be like, does it hurt in any specific area or anything? Oh yeah. I've got cramps. Like I've got major like rib cramps. Well, maybe, maybe you just need some, some pressure. So Brian's going to put his hand on where the, where the cramps are and he's going to uh, cast lay on hands pool. And so recovers um 10 points from for cecil do you need 10 points brandon i don't know how much you need three i don't know yeah. how this works i'll take that great with lay on hands you can determine how much of that you expend oh so it's not like you great. have to use it all at once you you get three. Oh, that's gonna be sore in the morning but that feels so much better thanks Brian. cool yeah and in, in a rare show of care for another human being brian <laughs> Puts a bit of pressure on and uh, lends a hand to Cecil. Are you going to dap me up, Brian? Brian uh, rolls his eyes and goes, no, you could have learned that yourself from health class and then keeps walking. 
Great. <laughs> so on that note, you're now going to go through a skill challenge. Basically, you're going to be navigating your way through the woods by whatever means you like. So everyone roll for initiative to determine the order of the checks. When it's your turn, you can say what action you'd like to take to try and find the path. And I'll tell you what to roll for that action. If it's checking for tracks, it could be survival. If it's looking at moss or something like that, it could be nature, that sort of thing. Get creative with as you like with it. If I like it, uh, I might give you a bonus to your roll, maybe advantage, perhaps. Uh, if you guys get four successes, you will successfully make your way through the forest. So what is everyone's initiative? Well, I got a natural 20, so. Ooh, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, 10. 15. All right. Uh, Riley? Yes. James has a natural explorer for forests specifically. Incredible. That's where he goes to read books and stuff when he's by himself. In that so, case, I, I'll give you advantage to your checks automatically. Okay, so I rolled a, well, a six. James just has cursed dice. <laughs> All right, so the order is going to be Brian, Victoria, Cecil, then James. So Brian, as you're taking the lead, uh, how would you like to determine which way to go? And you started coming into the forest from the east, and... Jacob said that winding through the forest is probably where we're get, where you're going to find the camp. Well, so so Jacob said that the the jackals had been taking like poultry. That's the stuff they've been taking recently, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so Brian's going to by the torchlight of the group kind of look through the trees and see if there are any birds around. I'm looking for an area where the birds in the trees might, might be thinning out where the birds are like running from that area. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Roll a survival check, but in addition to adding the survival, you can add your intelligence modifier as well. Oh, great. Cool. Uh, Ten. Great. So it takes a little bit of time. You're looking through. The birds are looking a little leery, some crows and stuff like that. But as you're kind of spooked away from some, you do kind of notice that you're sort of going in a direction where there seem to be a bit less birds. And so you follow that way and uh, you successfully pass your first check. So which, which direction am I going in? You're going like northwest at this point. Victoria, what would you like to do? So she's trying to remember if there was any kind of correlation with the moon in Twilight <laughs> <laughs> and the werewolves in there. And she's like, no, I don't think I don't think it was moon related. I think they could just like shift. But when they shifted, they're like human clothes turned to like shreds so she's gonna be looking for little shreds of fabric and also jacob was saying that his daughter's clothes were kind of like there were little bits of ripped up pieces left behind so she's looking for things like okay that. cool um roll an investigation check oh, okay and okay. With, with your knowledge of twilight and probably clothing as well i'll give you a plus two bonus mm. she would know a lot about yeah oh okay a plus two to that? Yes. Seven. Okay. So as you're looking, mm -hmm. you're trying to you're trying to discern where there might be some some scraps of clothing and such. Wonderful. But it looks like it's a bit too messy. There's it seemed to have rained recently, so there's kind of it's pretty muddy. You can't exactly see any clothing on the ground. You get a little bit mixed up as you're walking, uh, and see. So that's going to take us to you. Okay. Um. I'm going to get a little fistful of corn mm -hmm. from my bag of corn. Yep. I'm going to see if I can find any bit of wildlife in the forest. Get them close and trying to feed some 
some corn. Okay, yeah. There's a there's a squirrel that kind of shimmies its way down and is sort of checking you guys out as you're walking. As he sees the corn, he kind of come here, buddy. Scampers come here. over. Come here, buddy. And I give him some pieces of corn, and, and he kind of nibbles a little bit. Hey, so me and my friends we're looking for some jackal bear. Do you happen to know where those guys are? Have you seen any big, tall, hairy, kind of look like us, but covered in fur, nasty, kind of bad smelling? Do you know where those guys are? And he does understand me. Okay, roll a, roll an animal handling check, and you can double your wisdom bonus to that. Oh, boy. Which I now realize that's basically going to be like an automatic pass for you. So, uh, Well, let's see. <laughs> 26. You super pass. Um, the squirrel takes the last bit of corn, kind of squints his eyes a little bit, and then you see his tail floof up and point to the right of you down a path, and he kind of Gives you a solemn nod, a little salute, and he scurries back up the tree. See you later, sir. Thank you for doing your duty. I'm, like, deeply sad now that this is a podcast, because, guys, Riley just played the most fantastic, like, squirrel gestures that I've <laughs> ever seen. It's a gift. Oh, my God. Um, all right, so this squirrel over here says that jackal bears are kind of in that direction, so I think we should follow that path. This squirrel. Yeah, I mean, I guess he kind of understood me. Maybe then. I know, I know. It seems like it's off the beaten path, but trust me, the squirrel and I formed an immediate bond of close kinship, and I think we understood each other a little. It, I don't know. Weird magical shit has been happening the last couple days, and I feel like I just gotta trust it. Cecil, are you saying that you just bonded with a squirrel? Yes. The squirrel stands on the branch, looks down at Cecil, and gives you a wink, and then scampers off. I believe you, Cecil. Thanks, buddy. Cecil, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I don't think we're even allowed to date animals in this realm. I think it's frowned upon in in every culture. I'm gonna ignore that, Brian, and I'm just gonna start walking off down the path that the squirrel instructed me. (laughs) Great. That is your second successful check, and as you're making your way down this winding path, you begin to see a little bit of light up ahead. As you come closer, you come across a clearing. Doesn't seem to be inhabited or anything, but it is encircled with branches and seemingly without another path other than the one that you came from. You can see now that the light is from a collection of luminescent mushrooms that are patched up in a row. In this specific order, there are six yellow mushrooms, three orange mushrooms, five black mushrooms, two red mushrooms, two purple mushrooms, and one pink mushroom. Alright, I know how tempting it's going to be, but try not to eat the mushrooms. Me and the baseball boys, if, uh... <clears throat> Don't eat the mushrooms. Cecil, are you really trying to convince us that you and your friends have mushrooms? Too high. Uh, Victoria's just going to make an investigation check. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't find jack shit. What'd you roll? Daddy one. Okay, yeah. These are just just mushrooms, just chilling, just glowing, Great. doing their thing. That's really cool, though. She's just gonna write this all down in her journal. Okay. <sighs> um. So the clearing around us—it's sort of like inca- like encapsulated by the trees and the shrubbery. Yes. Okay. Shrubbery. There, there doesn't seem to be any exit other than from where you just came in. Okay. Brian just turns and looks at James expectantly. Um, alright. Can I do a perception check of the area on the mushrooms? Yeah, sure. 
Uh, no, it doesn't matter because I can't. I can't perceive anything. Great. Oh my um, god. It doesn't matter. What, what? What? What did you roll? What did you roll? Uh, I rolled two threes. Oh my god. Yeah. You. You haven't quite seen any anything quite like this before. I'm sorry, Brian. I. I tried. Victoria's gonna grab an arrow. She's gonna go up to a yellow one and just poke it with the end of an arrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you cut it and it lops off. And as it falls, another yellow mushroom grows back in its oh, place. That's so cool. Mm. Okay, she's gonna go to one of the black ones and do the same thing. Okay. And there is one of the yellow mushrooms lopped off on the ground right now. Uh, and as you cut off one of the black ones, it falls down and another one grows back in its place. Okay, so they probably all do that. Well. I'm gonna try and look around for any other colors that look similar to these mushrooms. Okay. Roll a perception check. All right, whoever's up there, do your thing again. That was really great last time, but please try not to smite me with whatever that was last time. <laughs> I really didn't like that. I'm going to guide myself again. Okay, roll your perception and roll another d20. 24 for perception. Okay. And then d20, a 7. Okay, so as you're looking around, you can tell that these colors on these mushrooms are very specific, and you don't see any other colors like these in the clearing. Um, you can tell that there's that there's something really important about the colors of the mushrooms. Are they in any sort of arrangement, or are they grouped together by colors? Are they, like, linear? Yes, they are linear in that exact amount that I said. It's a straight line from left to right. Oh. Can you repeat the orders again? I'm sorry. Six yellow, three orange, five black, two red, two purple, one pink. Oh my gosh, wait. Did anyone take color theory? Is anyone taking that class? <laughs> I, I, this sucks. I feel like we're back in, in school. I thought it was great that we were outside of... <gasps> I figured it out! I, I figured it out! I figured it out! Okay. So, okay. If you think about the colors, numbers, and letters... Okay, so if you look up the the sixth letter of yellow, it's W, and she's, like, writing this all out in, in her journal. If you spell it out, yep. it's wake up. That's good. As the words wake up, Leave your mouth. The brush, shrubs, and vines on the other side begin to shift, revealing a pathway leading further into the forest on the other side. Yay! But as they move, you realize that these aren't actually your average forest greenery, but rather various types of blights. Humanoid monsters that take on the characteristics of plants. You see three of them that are covered in twigs and branches, two with sharp needles sticking out all over their body, and one that is simply a mass of vines. Everyone roll for initiative. No! <laughs> Way to go. Good job, Victoria. You got the I'm puzzle. Sorry, you got the puzzle. Okay, natural 20 again. Dang. Damn. Brian is rolling I high. I'm so upset. Every time we roll initiative, I get a 20, but as soon as I try to take an action, it's like two. <laughs> Awful. What did everyone else roll? I rolled a 16. A uh, 13. 10. All right, Brian, you are up first. So Brian has a moment of, wow, this would be a lot better if they just wanted to get away from us instead of seemingly getting aggressive. And as he says that, this weird feeling comes over him, and it's an impulse to look at the one covered in vines, and it casts command and just says, flee. Nice. All right. And that means that the, the creature covered in vines must roll a wisdom saving throw. And if they fail, they must spend their turn moving away from me by the fastest available means. All right. What is uh, your spell save DC? 12. 12. All right. He rolled a four. So 
as you say this, his head cocks for a second, and as the words register, he turns and starts <laughs> and starts shifting away from you. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to move anywhere, or is that going to be it? Uh, nope, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cecil, you're up. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to back up 30 feet, and uh, I'm going to chuck a baseball at him. All right. Magic stone. <laughs> Dang it. That's an eight. Nope. Uh, it whizzes past them into the, the shrubbery behind. Son of a gun. Fine. James, you're up. So I'm going to shoot at the one that's that's closest to me. Okay. Uh, roll to attack. So I got 12. That just hits. Roll for damage. Five. Five. Okay. You do a pretty hefty chunk of damage on him as it <laughs> sticks in, and he basically has an extra long needle sticking out. <laughs> and that takes us to Jacob's turn, and he's going to whip out his scimitar, and he's going to go for the one that you just slashed at, or that you just shot, James. And he is going to hit, and that is... He kills it. Fuck yeah, Jacob. Jacob takes his scimitar and he says, not quite sure what I'm doing with this. And he slices it off and it falls down to the ground. And that's one blight down. That takes us to the vine blight's turn. And he is slithering away from Brian, (laughs) fleeing at its command. Uh, That's going to take us to Victoria's turn. Great. She's going to go to one of the shrub guys. Okay. And she's gonna take out her two daggers, and she's gonna go for it. Two daggers. Cool. Amazing. So that's a 24 to hit on the first one. Heck yeah. That hits. That hits the hell out of him. Uh, Roll for damage. That's four damage. And then as bonus action, 19 to hit. That hits as well. And that'll be one extra point. (laughs) Okay. So you slice at the first shrub, and you fully kill him. He is just a mass of branches, not very strong, and he kind of slops to the ground, and you <laughs> stick it in the second one. Doesn't do a ton of damage, uh, but definitely still hurts him. And that is going to take us to the Needle's turn. Um, he is going to reach out and try and claw at Jacob, and that uh, is a nat one, so he absolutely misses. Uh, he goes, ah, and slices at him, but Jacob just kind of steps to the side <laughs> All right, uh, that takes us to the shrub's turn. The one that you just stabbed, Victoria, he's going to try and claw at you as well. And that is going to miss. Uh, and the second one tries to do the same. And that is going to miss as well. Uh, that takes us back to the top of the order. Brian, it's your turn. I'm going to reach down because I assume when Victoria grabbed her two daggers, she dropped her torch. Uh, yes, you would be correct. Yep, great. So I'm going to reach down and grab Victoria's torch and unfasten mine, and I'm going to try and throw the torches at the two bushes, the two branches. Two branches? All right. Yeah. Uh, That sounds badass, so I'm going to let you do it. Roll for the first one. (laughs) So we are burning down the forest. Um, Yeah. Just the forest that's attacking us. So talk about some (laughs) weed killer. Um, Okay, so the first one is a 15. That hits. Um, Because they're vulnerable to fire, that one dies. It just... Kindling now Ooh. and shrivels up and uh, dies. Uh, roll for the second one. <laughs> the second, the second one is uh, that's an eight. Okay, that one misses. The torch flies off uh, and lands in some grass beside it. Luckily, it doesn't catch fire, but it's it's kind of smoldering there. 
So that's your turn, Brian. Uh, Cecil, you're up. I sneezed, so Cecil <laughs> shrinks down and turns into a wolf. Oh. All right. Just kind of looks around, very confused. He does the movie trailer thing, and the dog goes, <laughs> cocking his head. <laughs> um, I'm like 50 feet away from the closest thing. Oh, I didn't. I forgot that you ran. Yeah, I I bolted out of there. He's like, I forgot you ran like a bit. <laughs> I'll say you're still within 30 feet because the clearing isn't that big. So it's it's only like a thirty foot clearing to begin with. So I'll say I'll say you can get to him. Okay, I'm gonna run up to the one that Jacob is fighting, and I'm gonna get adjacent to Jacob, and I'm gonna go ahead and take an attack. All right, and flank him. I also just have pack tactics as a wolf. Ooh, fancy, fancy. Seventeen to hit. Yep, that'll do it. All right, Roll for damage. It also needs to make a strength saving throw. All right, DC eleven. Uh, just passes. Just passes. Okay, eight points of piercing damage. Yikes! I'm gonna get a stick. I'm gonna get a stick. My new instincts tell me I must find stick. <laughs> <laughs> you play fetch and you rip a stick off of its uh, off of its limb. <laughs> Ow! And you do some pretty hefty damage to it. Oh. That thing is not looking great. James, that's going to be your turn. Um, I'm going to plug that one that he just attacked. All right, roll for damage. I uh, got 12 again. That hits, right? That hits. Holy fuck balls. Uh, I rolled an 11. So. Hell yeah. You just decimate that thing. You stick it right through the eye. Ah! And it falls down to the ground. I have my Legolas <laughs> moment. I, I'm internally very happy and giddy. James finally did some damage. Hell yeah. So Jacob, now that that needle one's down is going to turn and run for the the shrub that's next to victoria and he's going to try and take that one down and he's going to hit and he's going to kill it um he hacks that thing away and all that is left now is the vine that turns now that the command is gone and starts to make his way back and as he is dashed back uh he can't actually take an attack this turn so he's basically just walked back into a massacre. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? They're all dead? <laughs> Victoria, it's your turn. Oh, um, okay. I kind of feel bad. So she's going to try to cast friends. Okay. And see if he'll give them information on where the jackalwares are. Okay. Before that, roll a d20. 11 for the d20 roll. Okay. And then roll a persuasion check with advantage. 20. Okay. Um. Hey, man. Uh, oh, hey! Want to help us out? Uh, like, sorry about that. You just kind of killed all my friends, but you're pretty scary, so I'd rather not get fucked up myself. Yeah, no, like, we can totally let you go. Oh, cool. Um, we were just kind of, you know, worried they were gonna, like, mess us up, too. But we're actually not here for you. We're looking for some jackalwares. Could you, like, maybe point us in the right direction? Then we'll, like, leave you alone. Oh, uh, you're not, so you're not gonna kill me? If you don't try to kill us, we won't kill you. Dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep following this path. Uh, just, I think there's a there's a camp down there. Some of my plant friends told me about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to not kill you guys if you guys are down to not kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'll turn everyone and, like, make eye contact, like, right? We're not gonna kill him, right? I'm gonna snarl in wolf form. Jacob kind of takes a second. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, uh. See, I hope I never run into you guys again. And he <laughs> slithers away as quickly as he can. Uh, James comes up behind Victoria and pats her on the back and says, I'm proud of you. Thanks, James. 
All right. So you've made your way through the puzzle and the encounter, uh, and you continue on into the forest, back into our skill check round. James, you're going to be up first. What would you like to do to try and track your way through this forest? Uh, well, I want to track the uh, the the prince. The I I presume that I can jackal Yeah, I can see the Sir, searching for some more tracks. Yeah. Cool. Roll for roll a survival check with advantage uh, and double your proficiency bonus. Okay. Because the vine blight also lent a hand. Man, I I oh my god. I'm someone who's supposed to be super fucking proficient and familiar with forests, and I cannot find jack shit. All of my what did, what did you roll? It doesn't matter, Riley. It doesn't matter because it. No, no. What did you What did you roll? Tell me. I want to know. <laughs> He's trying to help you. I rolled two twos. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know, obviously, my proficiency of four. So I I can't. I don't. I, I'm great in combat. But plus, I'm... wait, wait, no, 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 hang on. Wait, plus, plus your survival. I actually don't know what, what that is. I believe that's plus your wisdom. Wait, you said double proficiency bonus, right? Double proficiency. Okay, wait, so... So it's your roll, plus four, plus your wisdom modifier. Oh. Oh, yeah, so ten. That is just what you need. Fuck's sake. Uh... <laughs> my mind, like, I have, like, a fucking vein coming out of my fucking forehead, and I'm concentrating so <laughs> James is so focused and is so like, I'm fucking in the forest all the time. I'm going to fucking find this thing. And so he is staring like face down on the ground and finally finds a pair of tracks. And he's like, this way, let's go. And uh, you guys make your way further in. And Brian, you are back up. <sighs> okay. So we're getting further into this, into the forest. Um, we were told that they're making camps and everything. So as we're getting what I assume to be closer to the camps, I'm going to, I'm going to do a perception check to see if there's, if there's a faint glow somewhere in the distance of okay. maybe like a fire, fire or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll, roll a perception check. 12. All right. You're making your way through this windy path and you do start to see what looks to be the glow of firelight coming from around the corner and you guys have successfully passed the skill check. Congratulations. Yes. And you can see another clearing up ahead and the light source that appears to be a fire. Uh, as you round the corner, you see a crackling fire pit that is surrounded by bits of rotting animal carcasses and bones. You see some chicken feathers scattered about and there are a few logs around the camp as well and a literal shithole off to the side. This clearing has been covered by particularly tall, strong trees as opposed to the more skinny branches that you've been seeing. And everyone, uh, roll a perception check for me. Um, by the way, I'm still a wolf. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. Victoria's just gonna pull the whole Twilight moment between Bella and Jacob, and she's gonna walk up to Cecil, and just, like, instead of, like, the really sweet where, where Bella, like, pets Jacob, she's just gonna poke him <laughs> i picture it as like the camera it's like that the music in the background and the yeah. camera zooming in and it's a moment that should be so sweet and that it's just like a boop <laughs> yeah do you boop his nose what do you boop yeah i'm gonna boop his nose <laughs> really quick the second that you boop <laughs> comes back to normal Shit. cecil no no <laughs> cecil what are you doing I was just... Swat your hand out of my face. Don't... I was just 
whatever. <sighs> Don't make it weird. I'm trying to damn it. Figure out how it works. I'm trying to figure out how it works. Don't make it weird. Well, apparently, if anybody touches you, it like you drop it. Good well, to know. I don't know. You were gonna stick your finger up my wolf well, that was, nose. That can't, that can't be the way that it works because he was on someone's shoulder. I didn't before stick it up and... your nose. I literally like booped you. I didn't know. I'm. I've. I've. I've never been a wolf before. I don't. My sense of. If you need me to turn into a wolf again, I will. You just gotta make me sneeze somehow. I don't know if that's gonna help. Do, is that the plan? Are you trying to go back into well, beast mode? Look, I- I'm always in beast mode, okay? <laughs> Disgusting, Cecil. <laughs> but I-, I am glad that you brought this up, because I did have a little something prepared for when we find the jackal wear. Okay. I-, I just had a few words, and I know, like, I don't know, this is- we're probably not going to have a whole lot of time. I guess we're going to go fight them or do whatever, but <sighs> we haven't really known each other a whole lot, and I just wanted to share a few words. I'm Cecil's gonna reach into uh, his backpack, oh pull out his notebook. He's gonna flip to a particular page. Ryan just envelops himself in his hood. He's deeply uncomfortable. <clears throat> great moments are born from great opportunity, and that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine, but not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them and we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players, every one of you, and you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Cecil, did you just quote Miracle? Yes, I did. <laughs> also... Taking ten minutes to do that, everyone gains ten temporary hit points. Or uh, sorry, four four temporary hit points. Victoria looks at Cecil and just goes, "I am so jealous of all the people that haven't met you." And she's casting vicious mockery. <laughs> he gave you hit points, and you're, you're going to take mock out him? my temporary hit points. Incredible. Yep. Uh, yep. What is that? Is that dexterity saving throw? T- uh, wisdom of ten. Wisdom saving throw of ten. Yep. Yep. That's a 25 to save. As you try and reach into Cecil's mind, mm-hmm. uh, Victoria, his his mind is a fortress uh, built up of how pumped he is and like, damn, I just pumped these people up and they were ready to go. I'm I'm a great leader. An inspiring leader, one might say. <laughs> Did y'all end up rolling your perception checks? So that was a 16 for Victoria. Brian also has a 16. 17. 18. All right, come Woo! on. Let's go. Let's go. You all see the hell out of this. As you're making your way through, you come up short because you notice uh, there's a what can be seen like a shoddy trip wire at the entrance of the clearing. Ooh. Uh. <clears throat> Brian steps over the trip wire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, you saw it. So, like, what's the point? Just step over it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cecil steps over it as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you guys are walking in, Jacob's gonna stand by it and spend a bit of time inspecting it and looking at it. Jacob, you okay there, buddy? Looks like you're you're looking at that pretty hard. Yeah, I'm just. I've always heard that jackalwares are kind of, you know, savages. It's interesting that they're able to make something like this. I mean, it is pretty shoddy. Obviously, I'm just gonna check it out real quick. Do you want to try and disarm it? I mean, we could probably take it back. I mean, this it is actually kind of interesting to look at um do you mind giving me a hand with it yeah yeah sure 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 uh you go on 
you go on that side and I'll I'll uh I'll work with this side. Is anyone else doing anything? Uh Brian is going to use uh divine sense again. Okay. Just to make sure there's really nobody around. Yeah, you reach out with your divine sense and you can't sense anything in the immediate area. Nothing too close. You do hear a bit of howling in the distance. How far away does that sound? Roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to try and disarm the tripwire with Jacob's help. Okay. It's a natural one for the perception check, so I have no idea where they are. Yeah, you have no idea. It just sounds pretty spooky. Mm, spooky. <laughs> Guys, I'm spooked. And as he's fiddling with it, he, uh, Jacob looks over at James. Hey, James, could you, could you lend a help with this as well? You seem like you might know your way around this. Yeah, of course. Victoria's just going to be a lookout. Okay. So James goes over and is lending a hand with Cecil as well on the other side of the tripwire. Brandon, what did you roll? That is a 19 to disarm it. Okay. Yeah, you're making your way through it. You're focusing on it. And roll a dexterity saving throw for me, you and James. Oh, boy. Dope. That's a six. Okay. So, Cecil, you're focusing on this, and you think for a second, got it. But then you hear a on the other side. And James, you notice this and you manage to dive out of the way. Whereas Cecil, you look up and you see this wooden cage fall down on top of you. And you see Jacob standing on the other side with a scimitar, spinning it on the other side of the tripwire. I knew it. And you hear growls coming from behind the brush. And you see eyes glinting in the firelight. The eyes grow larger as you see the figures attached to them. Haggard, canine faces attached to lean humanoid bodies. Finally, you hear the laughter behind you as Jacob has this terrible grin on his face and his features begin to shift, his gaunt face sprouting fur and his teeth growing sharper in his mouth. His robes fall from his shoulders and rest like a loincloth around his waist to reveal the sinewy animal body shifting beneath. He says, <laughs> looks like soup's on, boys. Everyone roll for initiative. Fucking, I fucking knew it. We should have taken his eye at the goddamn... Yeah. Yeah, we should have. Man, I'm just saying I told you so. That's all I'm saying. I I thought the exact same thing. Listen, nobody fucking listens to Brian, and... <laughs> I, well, I got, a, I got a three, so my luck is running out with the initiative rolls. Uh, I got an 18. 15. Uh, 21. Woo! And a 21. All right. Unfortunately, James, that's a, that's a hot roll. Unfortunately, Jacob rolled just a bit better than you. Well, in fairness, I had to dive out of the way of the trip mine. Right, right, right. So he's going to walk towards you with his scimitar, brandish his scimitar, but then lower it and look deep into your eyes. And you see that his eyes are, or his one eye is a very, very deep blue. Uh, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Close your eyes, James. <laughs> he says, hey, man, it's okay. It's all right. No need to worry. Just look at my lean, tight body. Ew. In Ew. fairness, that probably would get James off anyway. But Yeah, I was going to say, James is gay as hell, so... Uh, I... 19. Okay, so you start to feel this sort of sense of calm and almost drifting off to sleep, but then you shake yourself awake, and you're like, oh, shit, no, this, this dude's creepy as fuck. So that is going to take us to your turn, James. All right, uh, I'm going to uh, shoot Jacob. All right, roll to hit. 17 to hit. 17, that'll hit. Roll for damage. Uh, seven. Okay. You clip him in the shoulder. Ow! Mm. God! Was not expecting that. Takes a pretty good, pretty good chunk off of him. 
Uh, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cool. All right, that takes us to Cecil. Okay. Uh, oh, boy in the cage. Got your boy in the cage. Gonna cook him up nice. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Fog Cloud. So there's a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on the cage. Okay. So for a brief moment, no one can see anything. That's my action. Bonus action. I'm gonna try and think. Uh, let's see. I need to get out of this cage. There's a there's ground below me. I can just. Okay. Um, I'm gonna grab a bunch of dirt. I'm gonna shove it in my face, and I'm gonna. And I'm gonna I'm gonna. Wild shape into a giant badger. Nice. Honey badger don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to burrow ten feet. Honey badger don't give a fuck with your backwards cap on. Just. Dig into the ground, though no one else can see it because of the fog that is surrounding. Aww. And now James and Jacob as well. Uh, so yeah, you guys see this fog cloud disperse out from Cecil and James and Jacob and Cecil seem to get lost in this fog cloud as you guys lose sight of them. Uh, that is going to take us to the, the first Jackalware, and he's going to be coming in and sees Victoria and Brian. Uh, and he's going to yep, walk towards go. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh and he's gonna slash at him and that is a natural one uh got a bit too bit too excited <laughs> and just just completely misses you <laughs> um and that is gonna take us to victoria great stab stab let's go <laughs> stab stab uh which one are you stabbing uh number two okay i don't think that's gonna hit at all 11 for the first one just misses no okay and then, as bonus action, she'll nope, yep, that misses too. <laughs> okay, she's just freaked out a little bit. This one's a bit more, a bit more relaxed and suave, and just kind of steps to the side. He goes, "Dude, you gotta chill out, okay? Stop laughing all the time. It's freaking everybody out." Um, <laughs> and Brian, that's gonna take us to your turn. Okay, um, Brian's got his dagger from his time in the in the fencing club. Brian pulls out his dagger, and how how close are we to the? To, like, the tree perimeter of this. The perimeter as a whole is probably about 50 feet. Um, so, like, the diameter of this clearing is probably about 50 feet. You guys you guys are probably about 15 feet from the clearing. And you have this jackalware that has come up to you and is laughing in your face. Great. Um, so I'm going to try and stab him, like, as hard as I can into the eye. Okay. And, like, try and, like, penetrate all the way through his skull. If I can. Okay. Since you're aiming for a specific spot, uh, I'm going to say that's going to be a minus four penalty to the attack. But if it hits, I'm going to give you a bit of extra damage on it. Uh, that is, that is a seven. <laughs> yeah. So you stab at him and just completely miss. <laughs> and uh, is there anything else you want to do? So I miss entirely. He sidesteps it or? Yeah. I mean, he just dodges out of the way. Okay, so I'm gonna, since the stab misses, I'm gonna try and, like, follow through and, like, scratch. Can I scratch his face? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll say you can do that as a bonus action. Okay. Well, I rolled a one. Okay, yeah, you missed. <laughs> that takes us to the chill Jackalware's turn. He looks at Victoria and he says, just gotta calm down. I need you to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay, 13? That just passes. Uh, you're You are okay oh. and you look at him and you kind of start to calm down but then you realize this guy is definitely not jacob from twilight 
and this thought enrages you uh, at this bastardization, and you yes. you push through it. That takes us to Jacob's turn, uh, and since his sleep gaze failed on James, he is going to take his scimitar. He's in the fog. Yes, there's still yes. a bunch of fog. He's going to roll at disadvantage to try and hit James with his scimitar. He misses. <laughs> rolled a five and a one. So yeah, he misses you, James, uh, and that's going to take us to your turn. And you're, as you're stumbling around, and you hear the scimitar whooshing around in the fog Jesus. around you. Um, okay, so he trekked through the fog to try and find me because he was ten feet away. Wow, that'd be real fucking blind shot, literally. I am going to move. I mean, away from where the scimitar swing was. Obviously, I'm still in the fog, but moving away from that sound, okay. but I then am going to shoot in the direction of that sound. All right. Roll the hit with disadvantage. Yeah. No, I'm not going to hit. Yeah. Your arrow Damn, whizzes off into the distance. That is going to take us to Cecil's turn. Uh, well, I'm going to burrow five feet in front of me and then five feet back up. So I'm going to pop my head back up and I can, with a singular badger finger, I'm going to point kind of generally about 20 feet in front of me, and I'm going to summon a hawk spirit. It's my spirit totem. Okay. A spectral hawk begins flying around in a low circle. Because <coughs> it's not a spell, it's just a class feature, and I can still do that in wild shape. Cool. That was a great hawk sound. That was a really just, good hawk yeah, sound. that was really good. <laughs> I guess you're all finding out that I just am good, really at, good at animal, animal impressions, yep. I guess. <laughs> so, you all have uh, advantage on perception checks if you're in... Yeah within 30 feet of this hawk it's circling the middle of the camp so it's 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 covering all of you guys cool so that takes us back to crazy jackalware's turn and he's laughing up a storm in front of brian and he's going to he's going to try and bite you and he is going to hit you uh so <laughs> and just chomps down on your shoulder uh and that does five damage <laughs> Wriggling back and forth on your on your shoulder. Victoria, that's going to be your turn. I'm going to try to stab this other one again, the chill one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use my, my reaction using my spirit totem to give you advantage on the attack. Yay, thank you. Ooh. <laughs> the hawk flies behind you and it like flaps its wings majestically. Nope, she definitely misses. That was Son a two a and a one. The one time I try to do something nice for you, Victoria. Um, do I still have that advantage on my my bonus attack? I think it's just for the one attack. Just for one? That's okay. Yeah. All right. Twelve. That just hits. Roll for okay. damage. Great. Three damage. Okay. Yeah, you clip him on the arm. Ow! That was really uncool of you. And he <laughs> kind of shakes off the stab wound, and that takes us to Brian. Great. Great. So um, he just bit my... Is he still like biting onto my shoulder like he's still attached to me Nah, he 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 took his he took his mouth away okay yeah so i just followed through with that action so if he's biting my left shoulder i have both my rapier and dagger in my hands and i'm gonna try and slice across his stomach okay roll the hit okay great add your proficiency Uh, and dexterity that's a 23 that freaking hits uh roll for damage that's a 10 damage Cool. Yeah, you slash the heck out of him with a rapier. Uh, roll for your dagger. Okay. Okay, that's a 15. Okay, that'll hit too. Roll for damage. That is four. Yeah, in one fell swoop, you fucking kill this guy. Uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> and he falls over dead right in front of you. Yeah. 
that brings us to chill jackalware. Uh, unless, Brian, you want to move somewhere. I want to start moving towards Victoria. Okay. Uh, I'll say you can I'll say you can get right next to Victoria and the chill jackalware goes, oh, God, you know, you're ganging up on me? Not cool at all. As Brian runs up, he is going to look deep into Brian's eyes and go, oh, you really need to think about what you just did. Uh, roll a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. It's 15. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you look deep into his eyes and you're, you're just like, this dude's a fucking poser. Like, just super annoying at this point. Uh, and you start to you start to get a little drowsy, but you shake yourself awake. I just want to canonically say that I rebuff his gaze with a classic Brian eye roll. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, so you think you're the cool one. That takes us back to Jacob. Jacob is going to, as he's in this fog cloud, realize, okay, this isn't working. Uh, and he's going to dash out of the fog cloud and use his full movement plus his action to run out of the fog cloud and run back over to his chill jackaware buddy. And that is going to take us to James. I'm going to uh, run towards where I hear the fighting is going on and like get, use movement to get out of the cloud of fog. And when I'm out of it and I can see okay. Jacob again, okay, can I take another shot? Yeah, you make your way out of the fog cloud and you can see over the fire the two jaguars up against your comrades. Uh, roll to hit. Uh, 15. That'll do it. Uh, roll for damage. Okay. Eight. All right. Jacob's looking pretty rough right now, and he's got a little bit of blood dripping from his shoulders. You hit him in the back as he grunts in pain. That's going to take us to Cecil's turn. Um, I'm going to climb up onto the cage, on top of the cage, so I can get a better perspective on, on everything, and I'm going to come out of my wild shape, and as I'm coming out of my wild shape, I'm going to reach into my bag. I'm going to pop a bang energy drink get an extra action. All right. I'm going to pull up my wand and I'm going to angle it so that I can hit both the chill jackalware and Jacob and I'm going to cast Entangle. Ooh, all right. They need to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to hold the wand out and vines start like coming out of the ground and trying to wrap around their, their legs and their feet. And what's the DC for it? DC 14. All right. They both fail. They are both entangled by these vines. Yes, yeah, so they are restrained. All right. And then for my other action with the, with the bang energy drink, uh, I'm going to chuck another baseball at. Okay. Which one are you throwing at? Uh, I'm going to throw it at Jacob. Okay. Might as well. Roll to hit. Sweet. That is a natural 18 plus 6, so 24 to hit. That'll definitely hit. Uh, roll for damage, and then after that, uh, roll a d20 for me. That's a 10 for that d20 roll. Uh, okay. And damage is going to be max damage. Oh, 10 right. points of bludgeoning damage as I nail him in the back of the head with this baseball. In one smooth move, I chuck it like a like Nolan Ryan. Yeah, his head whips forward and is completely knocked off of his spine. And his head lulls down and he is completely dead. That leaves just the chill jackalware left. Victoria, you're up. Um... She just starts, she starts humming the, like, the Twilight theme song, and she's casting Dissonant Whispers. Okay. I'm so sorry, Andy, I'm gonna- Yeah, yeah, I, gonna yeah need, uh, we're, we're gonna, gonna need to hear that. I don't remember we're gonna need to hear it, that, so I'm though. sorry I can't do it at the current moment. <laughs> okay. What? 
I don't remember. Ambiguous werewolf noises. That's a, what, DC 13, you said? 10. Yeah, he fails. Yes. So... Hearing the Twilight theme song truly is a dissonant whisper. He is shook to his very core. 3D6. 17 points of damage. 17? Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, okay, Victoria, you finish off this last guy, but as you are <laughs> finishing the fight, I'm going to ask you to show your work. How are you killing this guy? Oh. oh, that's good. Um, Thank you. <laughs> what does Dissonant Whisper do? I mean, at this point, you can do other stuff in, as as well. It's it's very much a spice it up as much as you yeah, want. Yeah, I think, I think she just knows that it's it's a melodic enough memory or a melodic enough melody. And as he's kind of like listening and he's kind of like chilling out, she's just going to walk up to him <laughs> and walk to his head. And just uh, yeah, as back. you walk up, <laughs> his eyes kind of glaze over as... Something deep She's inside of him it is as triggered. Like, a, like enticing, yeah. <laughs> Something deep inside of him is triggered, and he realizes, "I'll never be Taylor Lautner." As you walk up to him, he looks you straight in the eyes and says, "Finish it," and go, dies <laughs> 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 in his tangle of vines. As you guys finish off the jackalwares, yo. Is everyone all right? I feel like my inspiring speech really helped us all come together and uh, execute everything perfectly according to plan. Brian walks over to the nearest tree, puts his head up, and just kind of like sits with his back to the tree and his feet on the ground and is just kind of reflecting on everything that has happened. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you sit down right next to the literal shithole. (laughs) <laughs> and reflect at at this <laughs> at these dead bodies that lay around this camp. Yep. So I sit there for a second in silence, just kind of staring at my knees. Um, I uh, walk over to Brian, and I kneel down and I ask him, um, "Are you okay? You know, is everything all right?" Uh, Brian's just quiet for a really long time, and then. I told that thing to flee, and it did. (laughs) James slowly nods his head and says, Yeah, you did. Brian goes, Yep. And then doesn't doesn't like the emotional vulnerability of this moment, so he stands up, puts his head down, brushes his palms off, and goes, All right, let's carve these eyes out, shall we? just spins her daggers out and it's like let's go <laughs> Cecil stands on top of the cage bro did y'all see how I like turned into a badger and like made that fog appear and then like what are you talking about I grabbed the empty bang energy drink and I smashed it against my forehead I hate it here your spiritual hawk kind of floats next to you and hypes you up <laughs> let it perch on my, on my arm then I start kind of giving up little scritches even though it's spectral kind of nuzzles up with you yep regular disney princess cool who wants to cut out these eyes me okay make a survival check survival Ooh. i'm gonna walk up and i'm gonna give you encouragement and i'm gonna give you some guidance thank you okay and cecil roll a d20 for me for that guidance 14 okay Ooh, 13 okay you get two of the eyes out um but your dagger starts to kind of get a bit too slippery as you go for the, the third and fourth. Um, so it's it looking like somebody else is going to need to take care of those. She's taken the two out and she's having trouble now. Can she roll 
for constitution to see if she can <laughs> yes. keep her, her food down. Well, yeah, she does, because she's a badass mofo, and that is a 21. <laughs> yeah, the impulse arises, but you steal yourself, and you say no. She gets a toot, puts him in a jar, because I think we got a jar from Frederick, right? He gave you a little leather pouch. She's like, okay, who's up next? Brian just looks around and says, uh, I mean, I was fine with doing it because it doesn't bother me, but Victoria seemed called to destroy something. Does anyone else have an impulse to destroy something? Because if not, I'll I'll do it. Well, I mean, you know, this is just just like back at the, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot, sure. Yeah. Well, she throws him a dagger for a second one that's not slippery. You throw it to me? Yeah. Roll a dexterity saving throw. It's sheathed. It's sheathed. She'll, oh, okay. she'll take it okay. off and toss it to him. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't catch it, regardless. I <laughs> fumble and have to pick it up out of the ground and take it out. Roll a survival check. All right. Third time's a charm. Where's up there? All right. That's a 24. Okay. And the additional d20? 18. Honestly, we should just get the last three eyes and just bring an extra for Frederick. I was going to keep some for, you know, memento's sake. I mean, yeah, no. well, with, with that roll, you manage to, you get the two out and you're like, eh, why not? And you, you take Jacob's out too, and you have five jackalware eyes. Brian goes, hang on, I just, morbid curiosity, and he walks over to Jacob's body and lifts the eye patch. <laughs> uh, as you lift the eye patch, the entire knowledge of the Twilight series is burned into your brain. No, just kidding. It's it's an empty <laughs> eye socket. That would be phenomenal. You are now cursed with infinite knowledge. No, it's an empty eye socket. Um, as you're pulling this eye patch away, um, you hear on the edge of the clearing this, and the vine blight is there. He goes, "Oh shit! Oh god! You fucking killed these guys too! Uh you guys." are really creeping me out, uh, but I, I kind of want you out of this forest as quickly as possible. So, uh, if you guys want, I can I can show you the quickest way out, because uh, you guys are freaking me the fuck out, and I don't really want to be around you guys much longer, or have you in the forest. Fine by me. Cool, yeah, thanks, bro. That's awesome. Okay. I gotta dap him up. Uh, he daps you up with the moistest of hands. <laughs> Brian That's... can't quite look at him because he keeps thinking about the fact that this guy just followed his instruction with absolutely no logical reason. <laughs> <laughs> so the vine blight starts slithering uh, down a, a path from the campsite and shows you a, a quick shortcut out of the woods. Um, and as you stand on the edge, he waves at you with his viney arms. And says, See you later. Actually, no, please never come back. Uh, and he <laughs> slithers back into the forest. Before he can get too and... far away, Brian just yells, Wait, what's your name? It's Vincent! Bye, Vincent. Bye! I turn to the group. Well, it's like I always say, it's better to have a moist dap than a scaly dap, so. What? He dapped me up back in the forest. It was, you know, he's chill. Vincent's pretty chill. We should come back sometime. Let's go find the van, guys. You guys make your way back to the van, and it is sitting there in its same condition. You guys have probably been in the forest for about four hours now, um, so it's probably about four or five in the morning at this point. Oh, dang. Do you think it's too early to go back to the wizards and drop these things off? No, I mean, we could probably, like, I, mean, I might need to take a little nap here and there, but, you know, how long did it take to get us back here? Like Five minutes? Well, like three miles. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm down for a little nap. Oh, we have a fridge in the... We have a mini fridge, right? Yes. So Victoria takes the jar of eyes from Brian. You're the... No, Cecil. You cut the last two, right? Last three? Yeah. Great. Yeah, she'll take her dagger back and take the jar of eyes. She'll go to the fridge and set it in the back. Close it. Make sure... Just don't put it next to my milk, please. I don't want it to, like, get weird. Okay. I'm gonna trust you on that. We're friends now, right, Victoria? We're friends now. <laughs> and she just goes over to her bed and, <laughs> and sits down and starts cleaning her daggers. Brian, James, are we friends now? Is that, I mean, we just bought a bunch of shit. Does that mean we're friends? Brian opens I- the fridge back up and without even responding to the friendship question, scoops the, like, scoots the leather pouch as close as it can possibly go <laughs> next to the milk and then closes the fridge. Uh, James? Oh, I always thought we were friends, and I open the fridge, and I reverse what Brian did, <laughs> and then I go to the driver's seat. Brian looks at James and goes, don't ever do that again. Reaches into the pouch, pulls out the extra eye, and drops it in the milk. <laughs> oh my god. James looks at Cecil and said, I tried, but yes, we're friends. And I go to the driver's seat to, I guess because if other people were going to take a nap, I was just going to drive us over to the wizard's place. Go for it. That searing pain is back. That searing pain has returned. Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. We hope you enjoyed listening to this session. If you did, we'd love to hear your thoughts on a review. Five stars are preferred, but beggars can't always be choosers, right? All jokes aside, those reviews really do help us get more visibility, so we appreciate any and all feedback you can give us. Even better than a five-star review, though, is sharing our podcast with a friend. Studies show people are ten times more likely to listen to a podcast when recommended by a friend. Maybe. I don't know, that sounds like a thing, right? Our theme song is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode's description. Our artwork is done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff will be in the description as well. Until next time, a good way to relieve some stress on school days is setting out your outfit the night before. One less thing to worry about. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Also, thank you. Thank you for knowing that that was Miracle. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. and It's a great uh, movie. It's an incredible movie. Of course movie. I knew. Come on. Herb Brooks, inspiring person. That's uh, played, by, played by Kurt Russell. What a good movie. I'm going to watch that again. I'm going to watch that tonight. So um, Danielle loves Miracle and was deeply enjoying that speech, but uh, canonically, Brian's never seen it. Um, and so truly couldn't figure out why you were talking about the Soviets. <laughs> <laughs>